their suffering, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him to the side and began to rebuke him. Turning and looking at the disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Called the crowd of the disciples and said to them, If anyone become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words, this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed. And come into the glory of the Father and the Holy This is the word of God for the people. Thanks be Where many were following the powers of the world, 
this is the place, right? We've all been in search of uh, presence, and here's the real thing. Jesus is the one. So far, following Jesus has focused on healing, walking on the water, walking on loads of fishes, doing an amazing thing, even raising people from There's good reason at this point for Jesus to say, keep this to yourselves first. Because this news that Jesus will be the Messiah, but the coming king, made him an adversary. He made him an adversary to the religious and the political powers of his day. And suddenly we know now Jesus has made a choice. He has made a choice to endure the cross. He knows what his claim will lead to. And soon the chief priests and they will conspire and plans will be put into motion that will lead to his arrest and execution. Those in the world on any other day are adversaries. Rome and Jerusalem, well, they find a common enemy in Christ. They work together. And to this, Jesus, in his announcement, Peter can't have this. He won't have any of this. So he pulls Jesus to the side. Says to Jesus, what words that we don't really know, but we can assume that he probably mentioned to Jesus, well, how can you say that? This isn't the news these people have come to hear. We're ready to follow you all the way to the end, and now after telling us you're the Messiah, you're telling us you're going to die. And at whose hands, admitting defeat, it's not the news that we need. An intense moment. And it's not only intense because Peter pushes back, but Jesus comes back with a rather provocative response, right? Peter's trying to rein Jesus in. Jesus is going to have another act. No, Peter. He does come back with his own rebuke. But not immediately. He pauses. He, he gets some distance between himself and Peter, and he looks at the others, the disciples gathered around him. He must have seen faces that were worried and concerned. How do you make sense out of one sentence? The Messiah, as you rightly see, but then the other sentence, I will die and be raised from the dead in three days. How do we reconcile? Jesus responds, Get behind me, Satan. For you are setting your mind not on the mind. years that they have imagined that Jesus would call one of the most important, one of the most well-known disciples of Satan. Just last Sunday, we were called Jesus encountered Satan in the wilderness temptations. Does that mean he's appeared again in Peter? Perhaps to some degree, but I don't think that we need to imagine that Jesus believed that Peter was evil in heart. In fact, the word Satan itself can also be translated as adversary. We have every reason to think that Jesus, based on his response, he wants to focus on the way that Peter's thinking. He wants to remind Peter that he has a choice to make. 
choose my faith. Thank you. 
not stand next to Christ. But this passage is not about Peter's sin. It's not about his children. It's fundamentally about all of our sins. At the end of the day, it's about our daily walk, our daily testing in a world that wants to be so undeserved with the place of Christ in the world. At any moment, any hour, we face any comforter or choosing to sacrifice. At any moment, in countless moments, we, we find ourselves being successful, but we hear Jesus saying, but don't forget how to lose. At any moment, we get to use our words to question if we go up or we tear down. Every moment, every day, brings us the choice to choose the cross. It's always there. Why is God looking at like this? Ever know for sure? How can we ever know for sure if we, if our comfort becomes privilege, or when does our success become selfish? When does being proud of an accomplishment become prideful? What's that line? What's the line between standing up for what we believe in and creating enemies? What's the line?
Yourself at that place in the road 